0: There are three certainties in life of what I've learned over the last couple weeks. Death, taxes, and Angel Baker hitting big shots in big games. I'm Shaniel. Welcome to the Raiders Sports Podcast. Alongside with me, Noah Kindig, WSU Guardian sports reporter. How you doing, Noah? Doing good, Shane. It's good to be here for the Angel Baker Hour. Of course. I mean, that's really what it's become, the Angel Baker Hour. We're also joined by WWSU broadcaster Parker Testa. Um, he... Was I mean? We were watching this game in the studio yesterday, you and me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when Angel hit that three, we'll talk about it more in depth in just a minute. But when Angel hit that three, that really put Wright State ahead for good. Um, you and I were maybe having our sixth heart attack of the day.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. It, it sounds it, about right. Sounds right. Thanks for having me back, guys. Always, always good to come back. Only because on. our guest said no. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 no. Typical filling guy. Right. <laughs> he's, the, he's the understudy. <laughs> no, but I did tweet out last night, and this is something I'm going to try and work on, When especially when uh, Nick and the athletic uh, staff gets back from Texas. Uh, we'd love to have the volleyball pl- uh, team on after the Horizon League tournament coming up. We'll get into that more uh, later on in the podcast, uh, but I'm excited for the guests we could have coming up. Uh, this could be the greatest episode in the history of the Raider Sports Podcast. We have... An undefeated volleyball team going, at, well, in conference play, going into the tournament, 14-0, and regular season champs, back-to-back years. We'll get into that. We have the baseball team undefeated. Uh, Quincy Hamilton wins his second batter of the week in the Horizon League. Uh, they look like a top 25 baseball team right now. They really do. Um, and.
2: I, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, something happened.
0: I I, I, I might have forgotten. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Angel okay. Baker and the Wright State Raiders win the first ever NCAA tournament game in school history. Let's go. Awesome. It's, it was. Like you said, we, we were having
1: countless heart attacks here yesterday watching that. But it, it was really cool to see that first win in, in school history. And
0: Noah, you mentioned it last night. We look like geniuses because Oh because yeah. we said this is a winnable game. But what they have to do is control the glass, play good defense, force Arkansas to play uncomfortable. They did exactly that, got out to a 14-point lead, and fought off the Arkansas comeback. Arkansas played great in that second half, drawing fouls, playing more aggressive. But Wright State fought back, won in the trenches. It was a big win for this program and a big win for this school. Yeah, we talked about it
2: last week on the podcast. I talked about it with other Guardian people. I said, look, I don't know if Wright State's going to win this game, but if they want to win this game, they have to win the rebound battle by 10 to 15 rebounds, and they have to be so dominant in offensive rebounds. I could see a world where offensive rebounds, Wright State punishes Arkansas, and they're able to take the game because of that. They won by four points. They had double Arkansas's offensive rebounds, and they beat them
0: by 14 44-30. rebounds yeah, absolutely. And it's something that Mike Mike Neighbors had a quote in the post-game press conference, Arkansas head coach, that really stuck with me. And he said, the better team won today. Uh, Wright State outshot us, out-rebounded us, and uh, out-hustled us. And you have to win at least two of those three if you're going to win an NCAA tournament game. What and a compliment I, from an SEC he nailed coach. It. Yeah, and, I mean, we'll get into Mike Neighbors in just a second because he also said something about Angel Baker that I thought was uh, very, very, um, very cool. And we'll get into that in just a second. But Mike Neighbors, I mean... Arkansas was a very good team. They they're the only team in college basketball that can say they beat Paige Beckers in UConn yeah. and Wright State beat them. Yeah, and now you have to think going into tomorrow's matchup with Missouri State in the second round. Yeah, there's still Stanford. Yeah, there's still Oregon. There's still UConn in this tournament. Uh, but if you can hang with Arkansas, you got to think you can hang with almost anyone.
1: Yeah, and we I, I heard on the broadcast yesterday of that game, Coach Merriweather told the broadcasters yesterday that she said, "Hey, look." We're, we we got to play good defense because Lord knows we can't shoot it. And they, I love her honesty. <laughs> <laughs> Lord and, knows
0: we can't shoot. And, and,
1: and they did that. They out-rebounded. They played tremendous defense, and it resulted in the first win in school history in the NCAA tournament, which was really
0: cool to see. And Chelsea Dungey scored 27 points for the Hogs, but only five made shots. Yes. Th- 14 free throws, but five made shots. You hold an all-American caliber player to five made shots, you're doing something right.
2: Absolutely. Uh Dungy made 14 free throws. Free throws was the way that Arkansas was even able to stay in the game for so long, in my opinion. Uh, Dungy made 14 free throws. Wright State's entire team made 10. So the only reason that they were able to stay in that game for so long was because of those made free throws.
0: Yeah, and Mike Neighbors. just while I'm thinking about it, well, what, what a game from Angel Baker. What a year from Angel Baker. And we, after the Horizon League tournament, we said she's probably the favorite to win. Horizon League Player of the Year in her senior year. And after what I saw yesterday and what I've seen over the last two months, I think she's really got a shot at AP Player of the Year. She really does. She The way she's played over the last two and a half months, it's like she got sick of being great and decided to elevate to being legendary for this program. And she plays like that over the course of a full season, what we've seen, 25, 22, 25 points a game, shooting 50% or higher in most of these games. She's one of the ten best players in the country, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, she is, and we, we I mean, we've seen it all year long. She had fifty-five in two days
0: a, at one weekend this year, carried them to the win in Indy. That just happens, yeah. and then hit a game winner in the NCAA tournament,
1: right? Yeah, and
0: we—we, we, she's just—we're running out of adjectives she, to say Angel Baker is good at basketball.
1: There, there's, there's another, there's no other way to say it. She's just damn good. Exactly. There, there there's no other way to say it. In um, another player that we really saw the emergence of this year is Imani Jefferson. And mm-hmm. she's, as, as a true fesh- freshman to do what she did, it's it's, it's really spectacular to yeah. see.
2: Even yeah. though she got into foul trouble and she fouled out, right? Yeah, with like well, five minutes left. With, with like five four or five left. minutes left. Even yeah. though she fouled out, she had 13 points for the Raiders. And, and she was three or four a,
0: steals. Yeah. Three or
2: four steals, yeah. She was a big part of that defense. Like, and Imani like, had a yeah.
0: great year, like you said, Parker. But something I was worried about, not, not worried, but interested to see, uh, freshmen always don't play as well in the tournament as they do in the regular season. It's a tough place to play. The spotlight's on. Uh, it's winner go home. It's a very tough environment for a freshman. And Amani didn't seem phased by the moment. And that's something that's really big um, because she is already maybe a top three player for this team. And if she's not phased by these big games, these big moments, uh, Wright State can beat teams that are quote-unquote better than them like we saw yesterday.
2: And if we're talking about big moments, we got to talk about Lex Stover hitting that big three yeah, from the corner. No oh, doubt my, about it. No doubt about it. My Angel God.
0: Baker was getting triple teamed, so kicked it to the corner, and Alexis Stover hit the biggest shot of her life. Yeah. Uh, nailed it. And, um, I mean, it, it was just uh, – you. that's one of those plays where I didn't play competitive basketball past middle school. But every 10-, 11-year-old kid sits in the gym or sits in the, in the driveway at home and has that countdown in their head, five four, three, and you chuck it up and you hope it goes in. Everyone would kill for a moment like that. And to see it happen in her senior season, I couldn't be happier for Lex like A Big shot.
2: Yeah. And talking about freshmen as well and big opportunities, Destiny Jackson at the end of the first quarter. What a shot. From almost half court. Oh, she, yeah.
0: I think she could have made...
1: That, that, I
2: think, that was the farthest out shot from the entire game, and it was a buzzer beater at the end of the quarter to give them an eight-point lead.
1: I think she would have hit that shot from the parking lot.
2: Probably, yeah.
1: And to add, what, she have hit it from Fairmore. And, <laughs> and to add what you guys were saying about Lex Stover, she only played eight minutes, and that was her only shot attempt, and she drilled it. Yeah. In one of the biggest that's moments of the game. That's what you look for out of your
0: seniors, yeah. no doubt about it. And that's something that we talked about it in the interview we had with Tyler and Lex a couple weeks ago, where we said, "Hey, uh, you know, Angel and Amani really are the two main scorers for this program. What do you do as seniors to try and you know help this team grow?" And they said the biggest, the most important thing for them is just being good leaders and being ready when the time comes. And there's no better example of being ready when the time comes than hitting a shot like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, unbelievable game. I mean, like I said, we're running out of ways to say that this team is good. We're running out of ways to say that this team is historically good.
1: And one thing that I thought was that we both thought that was very interesting, Shay, watching that yesterday, they showed the statistic that, in 13-4 matchups all time, in 106 attempts, only the, the 13th seed has won six times. So it never happens. Yeah. No, upsets six, do not happen. To to 100 record.
0: Crazy. Ups, upsets do not happen in the women's Crazy. bracket like they do in the men's.
2: Last time it happened before 2012. Monday, it was 2012.
0: Yeah, and it was a big day for underdogs yesterday. I saw two eleven seeds, one a twelve seed, one a thirteen seed, yeah. one. It was a big day for the, the Alamo
2: region. The reason that Wright State's in is upset region. Yeah, Wright the, State the was 11, 12 and thirteen. Yes, won. the 11, 12, and thirteen seed that won.
0: Yeah. So the four, five, and six are all out in that region. If Wright State can get through Missouri State, who's the five? Really, it's just the one seed that they got to take out. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, all, all these big name schools have been taken uh, have been knocked out by little schools, and that's what I love about March Madness in football, in baseball, and whatever. I mean, in baseball sometimes, but it's hard to find the magic of March like there is in college basketball where Oral Roberts on the men's side. Loy- <laughs> Loyola Chicago on the men's side. <laughs> Don't even,
2: Oral um, Roberts.
0: Yeah, oh it's God. it's just a great story. And I mean, Kevin O'Banner and Max Asmus, uh, the two stars for Oral Roberts have combined for what, like 97 points in two games this tournament. It's unreal what they're doing together. Um, knocking off Ohio State and then knocking off Florida. And on the women's side, Bright State's probably the Cinderella right now. They're the they're the lowest, lowest team left. still left in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean, so it's just cool. Where in only in March Madness could you ever say a team like Wright State beats a team like Arkansas, and that's that's the magic of it.
1: Yeah, and it, and we we you talking about the men's bracket? We've seen countless upsets. The Oral Roberts
0: upset. Leola just beat down. Uh, an Illinois team that a lot of the people thought were going to the championship game, myself included.
1: So did I. Yeah, I thought I thought Gonzaga, Illinois, but Loyola has proven
0: uh, with the help of Sister Jean. Yeah, I was going to
2: say, you guys think Sister Jean's going to win this year?
0: She, she, and Cameron. Like and Ca- how good has Cameron Crutzman been in this tournament? Oh, unbelievable! He's got maybe the worst stash in the country, but he's got maybe the best post game in the country as well.
1: Yeah, and it's um, but going back to Wright State, it. it we never see upsets, and to see that upset okay. yesterday was 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 awesome to see. And uh, I really think they they can they can uh, they can advance further into this tournament. With, I agree. With I help. mean,
2: I mean, when you look at the weather they played in the first and second quarter as well, I mean they they had them up by twelve at halftime. Mm-hmm. At halftime, they had triple their rebounds. Yeah, which is crazy. To
0: think. Yeah, and we'll get into the Missouri State matchup a little later. But I, I'm totally with you. I think if this team plays like they played yesterday, they can find themselves in the Sweet 16. I think that. The way this team is coached, the way this team plays, they know their identity. They know they're not going to outscore these big teams. But they can make them uncomfortable. They can keep it close. And like I've said for you know a couple weeks now, weird stuff happens in March when you keep it close. Magical stuff happens when you keep it close.
2: That's what the team has to be so happy and so proud about is they didn't have to change their entire game up in order to nope. take a game to they played exactly. They played like exactly the way playing. that they have all year. And they just improved their own game and they were able to beat this top team because of it. Mm-hmm
1: yeah yeah, we, we talked the re- rebounding and defensive prowess was the name of the game for this team all season long and that's exactly what they did yesterday like Shay mentioned they out rebounded by 14 they played tremendous defense and a win resulted just because of that's that's their mantra that's what they've done all season long and it propelled them to the biggest win in school history yesterday so which was which was really cool to see so congratulations to coach Murray Weather. And the entire Wright State women's basketball team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, before we kind of, I mean, we're going to talk plenty of basketball, and deservedly so, uh, over the next you know 45 minutes or so that we have left on this podcast. Um, but I want to play this because I thought it was a really, really special um, quote from Coach Merriweather. Uh, this is from uh, Captured by Andre Johnson Jr. with 24-7 Now. Uh, he's been a presence at the uh, press conferences all year long. Great guy, does great work. Uh, he found this 35-second clip or so of Coach Merriweather talking about Angel Baker hitting the game-winning shot and what that meant to this program and what Angel Baker has done in her career, and I just thought it was special. So I'm going to play this really quick. We'll break it down uh, as soon as we uh, do that. So uh, this here is Coach Merriweather on Angel Baker from Andre Johnson Jr., so shout out to him for getting that clip.
2: I don't know if the camera caught it or not, but as soon as she hit it and landed, we make this eye contact because she does that a lot. She takes that shot, that shot that people are afraid to take, that shot that people don't think is going to go in, and every time she releases it, and she did it in our conference tournament, she's done it in countless times during her career. Uh, she just has ice water in her veins. That kid is, is, is just a phenomenal player, and she does what it takes to win, and she feels no pressure about putting the team on her back. And um, I'm very confident when the ball is in her hands.
0: And again, that was Coach Merriweather on Angel Baker after that game against uh, Arkansas, where she hit the game-winning three with less than 30 seconds to go. Andre Johnson Jr., sports at 24-7 now. Uh, good enough to capture that clip. He did a great job, and I want to make sure he gets the credit for that. He hey, does fantastic He, work do, he right does sports. great work. But that was really, really cool to me because every time I hear Trina talk, I hear her talk as a coach, and that's natural. She's a coach. But that was a fan talking about how cool it was to see angel baker just do what angel baker does and if you can do that to your head coach it's like she said just a phenomenal player that does special things and um, trina shouldn't be nervous with the ball in angel baker's hands because she's proven time and time again she's going to find ways to win
1: it's exactly how us as fans and as as reporters following the this team it's exactly how we all have felt all season long Mm -hmm. about angel baker and to see Trina talk about that yesterday was really cool to see. And uh, just the praise that she gave Angel Baker was very deserving. And it um, just really, really cool to see Trina from in a fan's perspective rather than a coach, like you said.
0: And that's all you can really do at this point. I mean, you're in the NCAA tournament as the Horizon League champions. I mean, of course you want to win, but you go in with very difficult expectations to beat these big schools. And you're in a close game where if you win, it's monumental. But if you lose, you can't be upset because it's a big accomplishment just to get there for a school of this size and to play a team like Arkansas close. So I think Trina was just happy with the outcome, no matter what, because of how hard her team played. And like you said, Parker, it's just cool to see her kind of sit back and enjoy the moment, not as a head coach, but as more of just observing what Angel Baker can do with the basketball in her hands. I love that quote where we just looked each other in the eyes and uh, she's not afraid to take a shot that other players would be afraid to take, and that I think that sums up Angel Baker perfectly. She's not afraid like other players are sometimes. No, do you have anything on that or?
2: Um, not much. Just best to look to them. Hon- we're, honestly,
0: we're we're all at a loss for words. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's definitely. I don't blame. I mean, I we. It was less, you and me watching the game yesterday, Parker, it was less words and more just emotional outbursts uh, with the outcomes that happened in that game where it was an emotional roller coaster where I was watching the first half from my apartment and when I saw they were up by 12 at halftime, I'm like, what on earth is going on? I'm like, even my most optimistic state, I thought we'd win by maybe five or six and we won by four, but I'm like, there's no plan on earth that I thought we'd have a 12-point lead on Arkansas. And... Arkansas climbed back, and I was worried that was going to happen. They clawed their way back. They took the lead with less than two minutes to go. They had the lead with 45 seconds to go.
2: I was so nervous.
0: And it felt like they had momentum. And the fact that Wright State was able to you know, face a heavyweight boxer in the ring, take a couple punches, and still be able to come away with the win, um, yeah. remarkable for this program. And uh, like, I, like I keep saying, uh, a monumental win for this school.
2: I headed down to Milano's before... For the watch party down there. I was oh, so nervous. My my entire pizza was gone in that last minute. I was so nervous. I, I looked down and just all my food was Why
0: gone. Why were we sitting here? We could have been <laughs> at Milano's with Noah. Dude, it exactly. was st- should we go to Milano's tomorrow for the game?
2: Are are they having another watch
0: party Yeah. There? They oh. just announced it today. Hang on one sec. Let me check. You got somebody stall, please, while I check this on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Go ahead and talk, Parker. So, well,
1: like you said, we were we were sitting here watching it yesterday and it's just just it's it's nerve wracking. I mean, we're we're broadcasters and we cover we cover this team, but we're also fans. And just to to watch that yesterday, and like Shay said, there there's just uh, there's really no words and just emotional outbursts, like like sounds that wouldn't be pleasant for radio.
0: Was Absolutely, yeah. ha- we're happening. I'm glad we didn't call the game to see so well, many. I'm torn on that. I was actually going to bring up the fact that I would have killed to have been able to call that game because yeah. it was it, it was like you said, the biggest win in program history, like right. the biggest win in school history. Um, but another part of me is glad I didn't because I would have made a lot of screaming noises that would have made people at home very uncomfortable and I don't want to be the cause of hearing loss. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Uh, but yes, Milano's, uh, 3 PM tomorrow. They're having a second round watch party. This podcast will be airing from two to three. We changed the time, um, for this week just because we didn't want to compete with the game. Yeah. Of course. Why would we? Why? Um, but yeah, the three of us, let's go hang on. I Milano's. got chicken,
2: bacon, ranch pizza. Oh my god.
0: We get crazy. we get free t-shirts if we go. I say we get Milano's tomorrow. Let's do it, boys.
2: Milano's was so good.
0: Right. So, there you go. Live on air. We just decided what we're going to do tomorrow.
2: Yeah. This is what good. we do. We make plans this on the Reddit sports right? We get paid to do this.
0: It's unbelievable.
2: <laughs> just just seeing so many people like tweet out during the game. So cool. Like I was I was tweeting live updates for the Guardian and just seeing so many people respond and like and repost the tweets everywhere just please write state, please carry out this game. Seeing the the coaches and fans and other athletic people at Wright State, when Angel Baker made that three, seeing basically everybody in Milano stand up and start yelling,
0: that was amazing. And how about ESPN commentators, Skylar Diggins, um, these you know m- national spotlight personalities. Skylar Diggins, one of the best guards in the country over the last 10, 15 years, tweets in the middle of that game and says, Angel Baker is nice. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, Angel Baker is I mean, it's good to see that the country is finally noticing what Fairborn, Ohio, has known for a while now and that this isn't just a good team for the Horizon League. This is a good team anywhere.
1: Yeah, and they proved that yesterday. They really stuck with Arkansas. And uh, and Arkan- we, we talked about it during the game yesterday. We, th- they're one of the best shooting teams in the country. And at the end, you, you just let them take a shot. You can't foul because the, because the only way they can have a chance to win that game is if they're fouled. They go to the free throw line, make a couple shots. There's still time in the clock, so even though they're a really good shooting team, you, you, you just got you you let them take that shot, and if it goes in, fine,
0: that's fine. You're you're
1: still in good shape to win, but you can't foul there. And luckily, that shot didn't go in, and they pulled out the win. Yeah,
0: no doubt about it. All right, well, we spent 20 minutes talking about that. We're going to later on in the podcast get into the uh, matchup with Missouri State uh, that will be starting as soon as this ends uh, when it's airing. Uh, but I want to get into uh, other sports around campus because it's a good week for all sports, not just basketball. This yes, sir. Yesterday was maybe one of the biggest days in the history of Wright State uh, with the win for the women's basketball team and the team we're about to get into, the women's volleyball team, 14-0 and undefeated conference champions in the regular season. That is unbelievable in its own right. It's so hard to, in a league like the Horizon League, where there's so many teams that are neck and neck with each other, uh, to win consistently, let alone go undefeated. So um, I mentioned it yesterday uh, in the doubleheader against Green Bay. Uh, Allie matters, uh, her three years, and I've said this maybe a half dozen times this year, but the growth, unbelievable. Going from basement dwellers for a decade to Horizon League tournament in her first year to NCAA tournament at-large bid in her second year and regular season champions to undefeated in conference play in her third year And maybe cracking the top 25 by the end of the season, which is ridiculous. So, I mean, well-deserving of Horizon League. I think she's a clear favorite for her second Horizon League Coach of the Year award. Um, And, I mean, there's no argument. She deserves it. They went undefeated.
1: Yeah, and it's very rare. I'm looking at the schedule for volleyball right now. It's very rare to see four numbers in the winning percentage for conference play. Yeah, It says 1,000 right now. Mm-hmm. just insane to see uh and their only loss came in that five set thriller against the Dayton Flyers that was probably the match of the year. It they, were, was...
0: they had a very good chance to win that too. I mean, it's not like that final set was 15 to 13. There's yeah. absolutely I mean that could have that was a coin flip who won that one and uh that Dayton team could very well find themselves back in the NCAA tournament with Jamie Peterson and uh trying to think of all their star players uh, and uh, they had uh, so many six five players <laughs> was it alyssa Moore and um, what uh, they, they had a lot of good players okay uh, Lexi Almodovar from yeah. your alma mater back in Noblesville right yeah um, so yeah they they're they're very very good and I know that's a loss that coach matters and the team I'm sure would have liked to have flip the coin the other way and take that one be 15 and0 on the season that's not one you can really hold your head on. That was two really talented teams playing a really, really great match. Yeah, it
1: was. And, uh, we, and it, it's, it's just the branding of right State volleyball that we've seen all year long. It was just a fantastic representation of coaching, uh, between two great coaches, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, uh, really just competitiveness between two great teams. And, uh, Dayton won that and deservedly. So they're really good in that match, but, uh, right state proved that they can hang with the best, and they uh, it'll be a fun one to come on up here on Sunday against Purdue Fort Wayne.
2: Absolutely, like you said, on Sunday is their next game and the Horizon League tournaments at home. So I'm excited to not have to drive very far.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean it feels like we just got back from Indy, so I definitely am in agreement that I'm glad that I can drive three minutes down the road to McLean. Yeah, a, what? H- a Horizon League tournament at home, how cool! Is Horizon that? League tournament's going to be pretty fun. finals. Semifinals would be the one seed Wright State against the four seed IPFW here at McLean, and the other semifinal is UIC against NKU. That'll be in Chicago. Uh, the highest seed that is left after this weekend, uh, hopefully Wright State wins. And I mean, if they do, they'll host it. But Saturday, April third, uh, the Horizon League Championship at the highest seed arena. So if Wright State takes care of business against IPFW, championship will be at McLean. We'll have a full tournament that's all you here at McLean. Ask for. No doubt about it. So it's it's four really good teams, honestly. Um, Wright State, of course, undefeated. UIC only lost once, and Wright State did not get to face them this season. So that, that's a very intriguing matchup. Um, NKU started off a little sluggish, but really gained steam as the season went on. Actually just leapfrogged IPFW yesterday on the last day of the season um, and jumped into the three spot. And I, I mentioned earlier, Riley Briggs, Abby Canackery, um, that's a team I don't necessarily want to test my luck with again. <laughs> that's the team that knocked Wright State out last year, and it's a team that I am a hundred percent confident will not play the way they played earlier this season if they match up again. So, and then the four seed IPFW uh, really came out of nowhere. Uh, nobody had these kind of expectations for them, and here they sit. I believe ten and four in conference play, um, and the four seed. So they get a chance to do what no Horizon League team has been able to do all year, and that's knock off the Wright State Raiders.
2: Absolutely, and they were a team that. I was kind of worried about coming to the beginning of the year because preseason poll had them pretty low, and then all of a sudden they show up, they're tied with UIC and Wright State at 4-0 and start to start of the season. So we don't know where this team came from, and now we know where they're going. They're going on to face Wright State, and I think they're going to give them one heck of a game.
1: Yeah, they will. And, and that one loss that UIC has against, is against Milwaukee, which Wright, State, which Wright State was is, is a very good team, but Wright State beat them. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it, it'll be... It'll be fun to watch here on Sunday, and hopefully we see the Raiders in the in the championship game the following week.
2: Yeah, but think about it—if we see them play IPFW and UIC, it'll be the two teams that they didn't get a chance to play
0: during the regular
1: season. Yeah, a lot. Like, uh, it was a lot like the uh, the women's basketball team—they didn't get—they didn't get to see IEPUI all season long. Until and the, the
0: Cleveland State team they saw was not the Cleveland State team they saw in the tournament. Yeah. So yeah, it's very similar. I think that, um, and this is an interesting debate that I'll bring out to you guys, but. Let's assume Wright State takes care of IPFW. Obviously, there's a lot of work to be done, uh, a lot of prep work to do this week, and I'm not trying to jinx anything. But let's say Wright State gets to the Horizon League Championship game- match. Um, whew, caught myself there. You'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I'll get there. I, I promise. Still keep, I still keep saying game. I promise. I'll get there eventually.
1: I've tried so hard to knock that out of me. It, oh, just, it, it just doesn't happen.
0: Well, it's because as soon as you think you have it like set up, you go back to basketball. <laughs> but um, who would you rather face? NKU or UIC? And for me, this might be the answer that you're not expecting. I'd rather face UIC. I know this is a team that Wright State hasn't faced yet. I know this is a team that's a, you know 14-13-1, I think, in conference play. Um, very, very good program. But I don't want to test my luck with NKU. I know what Riley Briggs and Abby Kanakri and that roster is capable of. They're the defending Horizon League champions. I'd like to... And Wright State-NKU games are always insane, no matter what sport it is. It might be the most entertaining championship match if it's Wright State-NKU, but if we're talking about Wright State trying to get to the tournament and win the Horizon League championship in the tournament, I want to, I want UIC.
1: So I actually agree with you here. Here's why. Wright State has seen NKU before, and NKU has seen Wright State before. Exactly. And NKU is going to make adjustment, adjustments to uh, better combat the offensive attack i was gonna say let's from, be
0: real they're trying to combat the outside hitters you yeah. ha- if you want to beat right state you gotta slow down alders powers Ott, wolf sour right baker i mean it's hard because you know, you've, now got, you've now got you've now
2: got lad to worry about and mallory left after well, after you know, yesterday's game we'll get into
0: mallory in just a second oh my god there's six seven players that you have to worry about and if you think you can knock or if you think you can slow down their outside hitters. Don't forget about Lainey Stevenson. She she can get her fair share of kills as well. So, yeah, and we (laughs) it's it's a it's a dynamite roster.
1: NKU has seen Wright State before, and and here's why I want the UIC matchup. UIC hasn't seen Wright State in person yet this
0: season. So, and and that that the element of surprise is real. And film is totally different than seeing them on the court. Exactly. I mean, you can prep as much as you want. Basketball teams will tell you this. Um, any sport, really, football. You can do all, you can do 40 hours of prep work on film the week of a match, uh, the week of a game, but nothing compares, nothing prepares you for what you see as soon as you step foot on the court. You can watch six hours of Celia Powers highlights from this season and say, okay, we do this, we can slow down Celia Powers. You get out there at McQuinn, Celia Powers could do something totally different that you're not ready for. Yeah,
1: exactly. It, it, we talked about it. adjustments. And uh, if you see NKU, they're going to make those adjustments to better combat the outside hitters, like you mentioned. And it, it, they're, they'll play better defense. They'll, 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 they'll find tendencies, and uh, they'll find ways to combat those tendencies like we've seen. That's it's just what sports is. You, you, you adjust, and you play better. And that's, what I, that's why I'm nervous about NKU. They'll adjust, and they'll play better. And uh, that's what worries me. So I'd rather see UIC.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because that's another reason why I think the women's basketball team is so successful against IUPUI. Uh, I think if they had a chance to play in the regular season, I'm not saying that they wouldn't have won because I think they earned that championship and they proved against Arkansas yesterday that they are the best team in the Horizon League. But you give Macy Williams two games to learn how how they play defense against her, I think she gets more than 22, 24, 26, whatever she got in that game. I think she gets a lot more than that. Uh, and that's why Macy Williams is so talented. You give her just one game to study how they prepare against slowing her down, and she finds ways around it. And I think the reason why Wright State was so successful, especially in that second half, Macy didn't get a chance to adjust in the middle of the game, and it just worked out perfectly. If those two teams played the next day, I think you could have seen IUPUI come away with a win because I think Macy would have figured it out. And I'm just saying that's the beauty of March. You get one game. And Wright State was able to take advantage. And I think that could be a big thing for this volleyball program as well. You get one match in the Horizon League Championship game. If UIC finds themselves struggling with the Wright State attackers, they don't have the next day to try and plan for it. You get three sets to figure it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: We've drawn a lot of comparisons between the volleyball team and the women's basketball team throughout the year for good reason. And they might be each other's biggest fans. Yeah. (laughs) They might be each other's biggest fans. Yeah. And a good comparison that we can draw for this is to look at the women's basketball games versus Robert Morris. They played four games against. Robert Morris throughout the season, the first two games were at Wright State's home turf in the Nutter Center, mm-hmm. and Wright State took both games. But then after that, they played two games away at Robert Morris. Robert Morris had the time to adjust, and Robert Morris won those right. games. So if Northern Kentucky, they've been here before, if they have a chance to adjust against Wright State, they could take him out. But at the end of the day, it's, it's still such a hard it's just so hard to decide what team you want because both of these teams could upset Wright State, give them the opportunity. No especially when UIC has that element of surprise.
1: Yeah, we compared the, like you said, c- comparing the women's basketball and volleyball teams. They, um, like you said, that bromance, that Twitter bromance, is real and it's awesome to watch. It is. But um, talking about the championship game against IEPY with basketball, fifteen minute a fifteen minute halftime is not enough time to adjust. You. you you got you got to take at least 2 3 hours to even sometimes more than that to watch film to break down what they do and to find ways around it and you can't do all that in 15 minutes so uh, the element of surprise is real here and that's why i want UIC with this uh UIC's very good obviously in their record shows that they're at 13 and 1 but i'd rather have UIC just because of the element of surprise and in, in that they haven't seen each other before
0: yeah, no doubt about it. And it's an interesting because it goes both ways. We're talking about that NKU could game plan around Wright State, but at the same time, Wright State has seen two matches against the Norse to game plan around them as well. Um, not, I mean, it's the exact same way both sides. Where I mean, Allie and that and Dan and that staff uh, get film of how to slow down Riley Briggs, how to slow down the NKU, uh, how to get him out of position, stuff like that. So it's something that could benefit Wright State, but it's also something that could hurt them with how NKU prepares. So personally, in my opinion, and this could this is an opinion that doesn't really matter outside of here, but um, I'd rather take my chances with a team that can't fix things on the, or that has to fix things on the fly and didn't get a chance to fix things over the course of the season.
1: Yeah, and it, it's all about adjustments. You make adjustments, you find ways to attack, uh, and also you find ways to defend this Red state offense is very high powered with the outside hitters and uh, they'll find ways to, to stop the red state offense. And, uh, and like we, like we said, vice versa, right? State will make their adjustments as well. Um, and like you said, it could help or hurt both teams depending on which way it goes.
2: Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, they play IPFW. If they win, they go to the championship, no matter what team they meet there. I think right. State just has to be the favorite. They've been the favorite all year. They're an incredible team. And I mean, nku yes nku versus right state is a scary matchup but they've played two games against nku earlier this season and they won both of them 3-0 so i'll take my chances with either side i think right state's still the favorite no matter
0: what i i completely agree all right well i think the the ipfw game is sunday at one uh parker you and i will be getting that here on WWSU 1069 so i'm excited for that um, I, I think
2: i'll be there as well
0: yeah there you go yeah Let's just have a three-person broadcast. That'll Let's let Noah get his feet wet in the sports radio side of things. I love know. the sound I, of that. I
2: don't know about that one. We'll,
0: right. we'll okay, all right. We'll, see. we'll just we'll let, see. let you We'll just let you sit there and be, be, I'll, the, I'll, be the good looks at our table. I'll,
2: I'll stick to scratching on paper and almost getting hit with volleyballs. On
0: there, face. there you go. That's what you do best. Yeah. <laughs> nah, um, but now I'm excited for the weekend. Um like we mentioned, Sunday at 1, uh, IPFW versus Wright State at McQuinn. Uh, we'll be live at 1245 uh, to talk about the Horizon League tournament. Um, and then, of course— the Horizon League Championship, uh, April third on Saturday, and I hate to get ahead of myself, but we're going to dive into it here in just about ten minutes. Sunday, I would love to be talking about Wright State's potential Sweet Sixteen matchup as well. So, well, I mean, I think I think it's a possibility. I'm going to say exactly what I said before the Arkansas game because that seemed to work. Um, <laughs> I'm not. Con- I'm not going to say upset a word.
1: We're not superstitious here at all.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I'm not gonna say upset alert. Are you but gonna, I,
1: like go to the bathroom and jumping
2: down five times? And
0: well, I didn't go to the bathroom in the first game, so oh, I don't think okay. I need to. Okay, okay. Um, but I'm not gonna say it's an uh, you know it's an upset waiting to happen. But I do think it is a winnable game,
1: and yeah. we'll get into that
0: in just a second. But I want to touch on uh, the Wright State baseball team really quick uh, while we have the time. They uh, are so good. How about the Raider gang, man? Wow, <laughs> they are so good. They're so good. They're twelve and zero in conference play. Like, what's going on?
1: And they they proved themselves proved themselves early against those SEC schools. Absolutely. I mean, one Absolutely. of the one of the, the first game against Vanderbilt was not
0: good. Well, but and they lost to Rocker, and I've said this three times. They lost to Rocker and Lighter. Rocker and Lighter this week against number sixteen South Carolina. Rocker had fourteen strikeouts, seven shutout innings. Jack Lighter pitched a no hitter with sixteen I, strikeouts. Yes. Yeah. And, and Wright State's not the only team struggling against these two. <laughs> no,
1: not at all. And Vanderbilt just achieved the number one ranking in the country. Let's they are the best team in the country. Go. No doubt about it. Oh, yeah. I've seen, oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. I've seen that team best.
0: play like eight games this year. They are the best team in college yeah. baseball.
2: Hey, Van- Vanderbilt, thank you guys for playing us. You guys gave us amazing preparation. We're 12-0 and now. So any Vanderbilt fans out there, thank you for playing us. We we'll appreciate it. We'll see you in the it. College World Series. We'll see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, and the, just the hitters that this team has with Black and... Hamilton. Hamilton just got his second hitter of the week this season.
0: We talked we talked about it earlier. I mean, Quincy Hamilton must be, you know, studying as Kent Murphy uh, <laughs> over the over the offseason because where did this guy get the power? Boy's I mean, we dingers. knew he was a good contact hitter. We knew he was a great athlete, great outfielder. But he's got, what, five home runs now this year?
2: He's hitting dingers all day. He's
0: man. not supposed to be the power hitter on this roster. And he said, you know, enough with your stereotypes. The 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 athletic center fielder can hit home runs too.
1: No more bunts. I'm just going to hit. No theirs. more bunts. That's, I'll just head over the wall. That's the Kent Murphy mentality. You yeah. don't
0: have to
2: worry about running the first base if you hit it. Over right. The you wall. don't have to
0: worry about base running if you just round them all in one swing. Yeah, It's great.
1: But that's another thing that Quincy does. Well, he's very fast. He runs, the, fast. he runs the bases very, very well.
0: I think he, I don't think it's a, a hot take to say Quincy Hamilton's the best athlete on the team. Yeah. He's yeah. And Centerville's own. He's a, he's a local kid. So uh I he's, mean, he's, a quick, he's been doing it since his Centerville high school day. He's a quick
2: so. center fielder that can hit home runs. He's he's one of the best athletes on the, any team
0: you play. He's on. the perfect modern leadoff hitter. And yes. he doesn't even lead off. He hits in the two hole. But he's the perfect, I should say the perfect modern top of the order guy. Speed, works good counts, gets on base, hits home runs, hits for average, plays great defense. He's just a five tool player.
1: And I'm going to compare him to the Dodgers because I'm a Dodgers fan, and that's what I do. But he's very similar to, uh, isn't to Betts and to Bets and Bellinger in that uh, you, you, you uh, ve- okay, okay, a very good outfielder, okay, and uh, very fast. I'm going to let the two baseball heads go at it. I'm, I'm gonna just, back
0: off I'm here. just, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, the only, I just only, don't know if it's fair to Quincy to say he's like Mookie Betts. I'm not saying that <laughs> at all.
1: I am not saying that at all. I'm, I'm comparing him in the fact of quickness
0: yeah. and athletic outfielders. I agree. And he, he is probably the Horizon League's version of Mookie Betts, honestly. Right. The dude flies around the bases. He hasn't had to be on the bases a lot this year because he's just hitting it over the wall. I mean, I-675 has dents in it from Quincy Hamilton home runs. <laughs> I just hit a pothole on my way into today. I think it was a Quincy Hamilton home run. Um, <laughs> I just made Parker just reboot. You you should sue him, dude. He's he's making you hit potholes. Absolutely. I mean, Tyler. the combination of Tyler Black and Quincy Hamilton, I mean, uh, Dayton Dayton Highway Patrol is going to be working all summer. (laughs) They're going to need to repave over I-675. You
1: need to send your car repair bills to the Raider gang.
0: (laughs) Coach Sogard will take care of it. No, And how about, I mean, Coach Sogard's older brother, Eric, just hit a home run off of my Reds a couple days ago. So uh, the Sogard family getting it done. They are. They are dubs all around. Dubs for the Sogard the family. the Sogard. Family. The Sogard family. In the words of Jameis Winston, we eat W's. <laughs> 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 no, uh, what what a job by Alex Sogard in his time at Wright State. I mean, it's a, he's always had the talent on this roster. He's been great with recruiting. He's been great at finding guys. Uh, Tyler Black, what what a star he's emerged into. Um, Quincy Hamilton, what a star he's emerged into. Uh, in years past, you had. Um, Seth, um, I'm sorry, Seth, uh, Gray. And, uh, I mean, Zach Weatherford, so they've always had the talent and uh, P- Peyton Burdick. I almost forgot birdie. I mean, Burdick's emerged as one of the top five hitting prospects in the Marlins organization. He won Marlins hitter of the year last year. And that's a Marlins team that people laugh at and make memes about, but that's a very good team on the rise. And I think Burdick's going to be a big part of the very good Marlins teams coming up in a couple of years. Yeah,
1: he is. And it, and it just goes to show the talent that that's coming out of Wright State year after year after year. We, How we about some we, other we,
0: pitchers, too? Caleb Sampin. Yeah? Um, Caleb Sampin, I mean, I the Dayton Dragons are the minor league team for the Reds in this area. Uh, Caleb Sampin came in, I believe. I forget. He was It was when he was with the Rays. Uh, was it the Hot Rods, the Bowling Green Hot Rods that he was with at the time?
1: One of those outrageous minor leagues.
0: He league threw, teams. like, seven shutout innings against the Dragons and only gave up two hits. And I'm like, that's a Wright State kid, and he's dominant. I think his— Two and a half years in the minor league level, and he didn't get to play last year. But he's like a 2.57 ERA in three levels of minor league baseball. That's that's a guy that's caught the attention. And the Rays traded for him from the Dodgers, he was drafted by the Dodgers, traded to the Rays. And what we've learned over the last couple of years if you're a pitcher and the Rays trade for you, they see something, and you got talent, no doubt about it. Because the Rays are you know, modern pitching science lab. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take
1: a shot here, but just as long as Kevin Cash doesn't take out Sampen in game 6 of the World Series. It's okay cuz we'll, Blanco
0: be pitching in game 6 we'll, of the World we'll Series. We'll be good. We'll be good. But yeah, it, it's just it's funny how the Rays it's guys like Matt Moore and Archer and um Glasnow, they fixed Glasnow. Pirates almost turned him into a bust and the Rays turned him into an ace. Um, Ryan Yarborough, throwing his 88-mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, Yanni Chirinos, he throws two pitches, and he's still got an ERA under three. They signed Rich Hill, Michael Waka, and re-signed Chris Archer after three years of a six ERA in Pittsburgh, and they're probably going to win 90 games because Rays. Yeah, that's what the Rays
1: do. And, and the, Rays, the Rays get overlooked because the Red Sox and the Yankees are in the same division as them. And now the Blue Jays, too. Yeah, but they're good. Like you look at the you look at that you look at the AL East and you see Red Sox, Yankees, and they they have both win 100 games. But You look at number 3. Rays have 90, 95 wins consistently. Mm-hmm. And they never get talked about because they're overshadowed by the two bigger markets and that's and, Boston and New York.
0: And what I respect and we'll get back in right state in just a second cuz but what I respect is the Yankees and Red Sox build around what big market teams build around. You pay for the superstars. You get Xander Bogarts, Raphael Devers, Chris Sale, Mookie Betts. Uh, they don't have Mookie Betts anymore, but Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Glaber Torres. Um, you get the big name guys, and the Rays have built themselves with you know eight nine quality pitchers and guys that make impacts like Austin Meadows, Brandon Lau, Willie Adamas, Joey Wendell, um, Kevin Ro- Kiermaier, Rosarina, Rosarina, emerging star Manny Margot. Um, They win playoff series. They're built to win playoff series against big teams like that uh, because they have more pitching depth. And what we've learned over the last five, six years, pitching depth wins. And that's something that we can translate back to Wright State. Look at that transition. Bang. Um, No, I, but let's talk about the pitching. Schrand, unreal year. Uh, Bremer, great year. Uh, Klein, great year. And they even have some freshmen and sophomores uh, making spot starts that are doing the job. And It's why they've been so successful. Uh, The starters are giving them five, six quality innings. The bullpen's holding leads, and it gives time for guys like Hamilton, Black, Dews, Alders. uh, Who's actually who's finally heating up? Alex Alders. Good to see him heating up now. He's on a hot streak over the last week or so. Um, The Alders name a big one on campus. If you're just now joining us, but um, no, uh, it's something where the pitching has been so solid that it gives you don't feel pressured. As a hitter, that you have to score early and often, you strike for you know those four, five, six run innings once a game, and your pitching's good enough to hold that lead.
1: Yeah, one thing that I noticed, especially in this past weekend, Wright um, State was down in like the fifth or sixth inning; they were down four to one. Like
0: but, in two of those four games, I think. Yeah, uh, UIC jumped out to leads in like maybe three of those four games,
1: and one. One hot inning is all you need. A right state can put up five, six, seven, eight, sometimes more than that in one inning, and all of a sudden you see the final score. They win twelve to four, or eight to two, or fifteen to four, or something like that. They just put up runs, and and if you put up, a, I think if you win at least if you if you score at least eight runs, you are gonna win a good percentage of the time. And that's what we've seen Wright State do all year.
0: And we're spoiled. Where every time I check their, you know, split box score, I watch them on ESPN3 or ESPN Plus or whatever. Uh, how how many times do we see it's a close game? And then all of a sudden, Tyler Black, three-run home run. Quincy Hamilton, two-run home run. Uh, Damon Dews, two-run triple. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a team that when they strike, they strike often. And it's, you hold them for four innings as a starter, cool. They'll have a six-run fifth. It's just... It's, a, it's like a sleeping giant, and you poke the bear in the cave, and they, they come out swinging. And it's a, it's a very, uh, I, I, I'm running out of adjectives to describe it. It's a very, very good baseball team. Uh, I think they're overwhelming favorites to win the Horizon League. And I really think they can do something this year in regionals, maybe beyond.
1: It seems like we're running out of adjectives for a lot of right State programs yeah, can, here. Yeah, just, we need just, a little All, our a little athletic, parody, but all of our really. athletics are good. How about that?
0: There you go. We need a little more parity, but not really because we're having a blast with how it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think it's a team that we saw him a couple of years ago uh, go up against Stanford in regionals, who was number two in the country at the time. Tristan Beck, one of the best pitchers in the country. Uh, took him to extra innings, almost beat him, and then lost to Baylor, I believe, the next day. This team gets back to regionals this year, which I think they will, because I think they're the best team in the Horizon League, and uh, yeah. I think they're catching the attention of a lot of people. Uh, I think they got a chance to get out of regionals, maybe get to supers.
2: I mean, they're the best team in the Horizon League by far. Nobody else even seems to be, mind my pun, in the ballpark. Uh, <laughs> Sh- Shays and Payne. Shays and Payne. Uh, but just seeing the amount of runs that they can put on some of these teams, 14-5 against Youngstown, 12-2 against Youngstown. 12-4 against UIC. 12-5 against UIC. Seeing the sheer just amount of points that they can put in on these teams. If you're putting in 12 points in in two games, basically, that are back-to-back, I, I don't know if there are teams that can beat you.
0: Because any team you're going to go up against in the regionals, the Super Regionals, as long as it's not Vanderbilt, they don't got Kumar Rocker. They don't got Jack Leiter, they got Most of these teams in the country have pitchers that Wright State is going to be able to handle. And... I, I I mean, deep down, maybe Rocker and Leiter are checking Wright State box scores. Maybe they're nervous. I don't know. I'd be confident. I, w- going, I wouldn't be. If I'd be confident Leiter's going against a Bama against a ranked team. I wouldn't be worried if I'm Jack
2: Leiter. But. I'd be confident if I'm going up against Bama again. We took them to eleven innings, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'd I think be confident they could that. hold their own against more than half of the teams in the SEC. It's just Vanderbilt's a different animal. Yes. Um, and it's not really. I think Wright State's pitching could hold Vanderbilt's offense. I don't think that's the issue. I am worried that. The right state offense could not score more than one or two runs against that Vanderbilt pitching staff because it is the best pitching staff college baseball has seen in a long
1: time. Yeah, and right state will go up to Youngstown this coming weekend. They played him just ten days ago, swept the series. I wouldn't be surprised to see another series sweep this weekend. They're just, and this all goes back to coaching. Coach Sogard, Coach Metzger, they've they've all done a great job in player development. Um, player development is something that I think gets overlooked. You, if if you if you're a, if you're a coach at a, at a at any level player development is immensely important because you, you 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 get what you uh early in the year you don't always know what you have and you just got to work with what you got and Wright state has done that and they've recruited very well they've developed their players very well and it shows they're undefeated right now in the Horizon League without a doubt
0: so they uh will will obviously keep up with them as the year goes on they really uh, as soon as the basketball season ends and the volleyball season ends here in the next couple of weeks, um, baseball becomes the talk of the town, um, and deservedly so. They've really been the best sidekick that this campus could have ever hoped for, where everyone's focusing on basketball and even volleyball and this team's 12 and 0 in conference play and that's not we, supposed to happen. We could have baseball. a 16
2: not, and 0 baseball team. You're supposed
0: to lose in conference play. and We've talked about this before. Baseball is a sport where you're not supposed to win every game. You're supposed to lose. The best teams in college baseball lose 12, 13, 14 games a year. And this team's 12 and 0 in Horizon League play and that just blows my mind.
1: That's what baseball is all about. We talk about it all the time. Any t- any given team can win on any given day. But Wright State's proving everybody wrong this year. They've they we, win on any given day. It, they're the only ones who win on any given day. But how lucky are we to have a chance to have two programs here at Wright State go undefeated in Horizon League play in the same year?
0: How, it's insane. How fortunate are we to see, if volleyball wins the Horizon League championship, and if baseball can win the Horizon League championship, three NCAA tournament teams in the span of two months? All, all, That's crazy? All and that, all of them capable of winning a game in the NCAA tournament.
1: All of them at a mid-major like Wright State, and it's... It, I, I, I have. The, I don't
0: think it's an, I don't think it's an understatement, and I don't think it's that hot of a take to say this is the greatest, and it's crazy to say because of the circumstances that this year has brought. This is the greatest year in the history of Wright State athletics,
1: and it, it, and I don't think it's it, it's a hot take to say that Wright State, as far as athletics go, is one of the top mid majors in the country.
0: Absolutely, you talk about Gonzaga basketball; it's great, but what do they do other than basketball? You yep. talk about Dayton basketball; cool. Uh, football is okay, too. Uh, their baseball team's 4-14. Four and, yeah. and That's no shade at the Dayton Flyers baseball program, but mid-majors are supposed to have sports that they're not good at. They're supposed to put money into sports that they want to be good at and then have sports that they're not good at. Soccer, doing it well here at Wright State. Volleyball, undefeated regular season champs. Baseball, undefeated top of the Horizon League. Basketball, in the NCAA tournament winning an NCAA tournament game. Men's basketball, tough end of the season, but still one of the top two or three teams in the Horizon League talent wise without a doubt and with coach nagy never count them out um it's just an unbelievable even our even the cross country and track team shelby nolan just got named horizon league runner of the week again yeah it's unreal what we're doing here uh on campus and i say we uh because i'm a part of the campus community i have absolutely zero impact on anything that happens, (laughs) but we're just fans we're literally just fans absolutely um it's sit- just it's a fun it's a fun roller coaster to be on, and when you get to a school like Wright State, you don't expect to be on a ride like this. It's what you'd expect from Ohio State, Michigan, um, Kentucky, Duke. It's not supposed to happen at a school in the Horizon League.
1: We sit around just like we are right now and talk about how good our
0: teams are and how lucky we are to cover these. Days.
1: This is literally what we do when we're not on air, and yeah. we we do the same thing on air.
0: We get paid to do it. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. Um. All right. we got about 8 minutes left. Uh, Really quickly, how about soccer? Big weekend for both soccer programs. Uh, The women get their first win of the year on the road. uh, Crushing Robert Morris 4-0. They're back at home uh, for two games before ending the year in Highland Heights. Really good chance to end the year on a big winning streak. Uh, so, make sure you check out the women's soccer team. They're uh, having their next game. Win- uh, Do we have their next game pulled up? I should have had that pulled up. Uh, yeah, it's, It'll
1: be. Uh, I assume it's on a Wednesday or
2: Thursday. It's, it's actually.
1: They'll be tomorrow at 5 o'clock, Wednesday, 5 o'clock. There yeah. you go.
0: All right. So, right after this podcast, so you have no excuse. Um, as soon as the women's basketball team ends, you watch women's soccer. There you go. Full day of Raiders Sports. How about that? Uh, and then the men's soccer team getting a big 2 0 win against IUPY. They head home to take on Green Bay tomorrow at 1. Um, they also, and, uh, this will be their final home game before they end the year, uh, with Robert Morris and IPFW on the road as well. Uh, so a lot of teams doing it right. Like we said, um, a lot of teams on this campus just having uh, tons of success. And like I mentioned, Shelby Nolan as well. Um, uh, how many school records does she hold now? Like 44? I, I Enough. Enough, a lot. All, Enough, all of them. enough all of but she's going to get more. She could switch sports and start breaking records, uh, I feel uh, like. enough. That, that's
2: how she improves how many records she's broken for Wright State is she switches sports.
1: Enough that they make up more records to keep just for her to break.
0: That's they're, they're about that's to start good. calling it the Shelby Nolan Runner of the Year Award here at Wright State. <laughs> the
2: Shelby Nolan Runner of the Year Award,
0: yeah. No, um, what she's done is incredible. And her senior year off to a very nice start, Horizon League Runner of the Week. Yeah. Uh, so congrats to her. Um, and let's get it. So with the six minutes or so we have left in the show... Uh, we are 21 hours at the time of recording this out uh, from round two of the NCAA tournament, Wright State in Missouri State. Uh, let's break this one down, fellas. Uh, right. Missouri State comes into this one, the five seed. They beat UC Davis 70-51 in round one. Of course, Wright State coming off of the biggest win in school history, 66-62 over Arkansas. Uh, the tip is at 3 o'clock. It'll be on ESPNU um, and I, I we'll mean, be watching it at Milan. Missouri State, Missouri State is, you know, they have a very, very solid um, record coming into this one. I believe they're 23-2. and two. I have to double-check that. But um, it's a good team. They, It's a very similar team to Wright State, and that's why I'm excited uh, for this matchup. Is It's two teams that have good records. It's two teams that are playing very good basketball from a small conference. And how fun is that to have two mid-majors play each other in the NCAA tournament in the second round uh, it's gonna. I think it's going to be a really fun one.
2: Yeah. Missouri State has been a team that's kind of been in and out of the AP rankings. They were about 24th in the preseason, but they kind of dipped out midway through the season. But now they earned a fifth seed after they were ranked 20th in the AP poll by coaches. Uh, they what was
0: Arkansas? I'm sorry to cut you off. When they Arkansas was
2: 15-16, was Ar- yeah. somewhere in there. So okay. they are lower in it's the It's a
0: agency. very similar uh, team in the rankings to where Arkansas
2: Very was. similar team in the rankings, but very different teams in the way that they play. Mm-hmm. This is the main thing that I wanted to bring up when we we're talking about these teams. When we talked about the difference between Wright State and Arkansas, we talked about the way that they rebound. Arkansas was a team that, even though they score so many points, the reason why they struggled in the SEC so much was because they got out-rebounded so hard. This Missouri State Bears team, they are a team that does not lose rebounds. They do not want to lose rebounds. They are very similar to Wright State. When you look at their rebound differential throughout the entire season, both Wright State and Missouri State are teams that have beaten the opponents by 300 rebounds throughout the entire season. Rebound differential, offensive rebounds. They go for offensive rebounds off the glass. Jasmine Franklin is their head rebounder. She's almost averaging a double-double for them. That is crazy. But that's not their highest score. They've got Bryce Callup. Abby Hip, they've got L Ruffridge, who put 13 points, I believe, in their first tournament game. So this is a very solid lineup. I would say the biggest difference between these teams is that while Wright State relies on Angel Baker to put in those big points, he's averaging The depth eight. of
0: Missouri State is strong.
2: Yeah, the depth of this Missouri State team is strong. Their starting lineup, their top 5, are all averaging over 8 points a game.
0: Wow. So
2: that's got to be the biggest difference between these two teams. But I, I think for this game we can expect that whoever wins the rebound battle, because this is the way that both these teams play, whoever gets those balls off the glass, whoever wins the rebound battle hard, is going to win this game. Yeah, I'm
0: just just reading it here. uh, Some of the notes that we have here on this preview. Uh, Missouri State 17-15 and all-time in NCAA tournament play. Uh, They've made two Final Fours in uh, 2001 and 1992. They made the Sweet 16 back in 2019 before the 2020 tournament was canceled, of course. Um, And like uh, Noah mentioned, They've won the rebounding battle in 21 of their 24 games this year and 47 of their last 54 games, a plus 11.2 rebound margin this season uh, and an 8.03 defensive rebounding percentage, which is second in the country. Uh, This is one of the best rebounding teams in the nation going up against one of the best rebounding teams in the nation. And I don't think it's uh, a stretch to say that whoever can win the rebound battle has a really good chance of winning this game.
2: Yeah, whoever wins the rebound battle will most likely take this game. Hands down,
0: it's I mean, two elite rebounding teams. So these, Frierson these are, and Hale and Roberson and you know Baker. Baker had 12 rebounds in that game against Arkansas. Yeah, uh, right State's got to be ready to uh, do exactly what they did against Arkansas. Win the battle in the trenches. Win ugly uh, and get those rebounds. Um, second chance points could be a huge thing in this game.
1: Yeah, ugly is something that wins games. It doesn't always have to be pretty, but ugly wins. An ugly win is a win, and y- you'll take you'll take an ugly win. A lot more or 10 out of 10 times more than you take a pretty loss. And I, and if it may be ugly, but as long as you get the win, you get the win. So, uh, like you guys said, rebounding is key here. And whoever wins the rebounding battle, like Noah said, I think wins the game.
2: Yeah. They, I mean, they, they, these are two scrappy teams that have a lot of talent coming off the bench. We have Shamari Hale, who will come off the bench sometimes for right state and put in that center position. Same thing for L. Ruffridge for this missouri state team she started for them most of the year but she didn't start in their first round matchup and she came off the bench scoring 13 for them made it big and basically won them the game with those 13
0: absolutely and uh one last thing i want to touch on here um before this one ends uh before this episode ends uh, how about this this is kind of a little off topic from the game but it's just something that i noticed that i think is really cool um wright state um, the one of six programs in the tournament this year that features an all female coaching staff, um, joined by Stanford, UCF, Georgia Tech, High Point, and Central M- Michigan. Uh, we talk about Coach Meriwether and what she's been able to do a lot. Uh, but how about uh, Tennille Adams? How about her associate head coach? How about Ashley Barlow, Abby Jump, four how consecutive about Abby years Jump? on oh the 30 God. under 30, Kim Demings as well, Devin Reed? It's a great coaching staff uh, that's been able to do some historically great things here. Uh, and um, Demings, probably the greatest player in the history of this program uh, and just as good of a coach, and that'll be a fun debate to have next year in Angels' senior season. Baker versus Demings, who's the greatest player in Wright State history?
1: (laughs) I don't think there's a coaching staff here at Wright State that gets more excited or more energized whenever their team scores. Allie
0: and Dan are a close second. Yeah. But I think I think you're right.
2: there are so many pictures of Jump and Demings just screaming and just flying off their seat whenever somebody hits a three pointer I know Ashley gets crazy
0: lungs. too. Ashley Barlow. Yeah. Uh, she goes she goes. She gets, nuts. She gets pretty there crazy. Was, too. There
1: was a picture I saw on Twitter yesterday that I just loved. And it was Abby Jump jumping into the arms of Tyler Frierson. <laughs> yeah. And that just goes to show the energy and the passion that this coaching staff has with this team. Yeah,
0: it's a special relationship for sure. Uh, all right, we got sixty seconds here to end this episode. Um, I don't want to do score picks because I don't want to be called a jinx or anything, and I don't want to have that. Me I don't, I don't have that pressure put on me. Me neither. So all I'll say is go Raiders, uh, and uh, let's let's take care of the Lady Bears and get to the Sweet Sixteen.
2: Yeah, go Raiders. It's going to be a scrappy match, but they can pull it out.
1: Go right. Raiders. Any I last love thoughts? It. Go
0: Raiders. Go Raiders across all sports. By the time, I mean also the volleyball team uh, taking on IPFW uh, before we come back next week. So shout out to them. Hopefully they uh, punch their ticket to the Rising League Championship game as well. And maybe baseball will be 16-0. and 0. Hey, that's a fun thing to think about. I know.
1: We're so lucky to do this.
0: <laughs> and on that note, appreciate you tuning in here to the Raiders Sports Podcast this week. Uh, and until next time, uh, where hopefully we have just as much fun to talk about over the course of 60 minutes. I am Shane Neal, alongside with me Noah Kindig and Parker Testa saying so long and Raider up.